everyone. Welcome back to Window Chats with Robin, the Instagram live podcast where I sit by a window. It's not my window today. And I chat with very interesting people. Today's guest is Stephen Yaffe. And I've had the pleasure of having him as ooh, an instructor and also a coach. And he works at LB Acting Studio. And he's also just a really cool guy. And he's here. So let's see if it works. Stephen, you are so punctual. I am so impressed. Join. Let's see which one works. I'm excited to chat. Okay, be cool. Oh my God, that was the easiest time I've ever had with anyone joining an Instagram Live. Look at Steven, that. Delight. Easy peasy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Would you like to reframe? Would you like to get the whole yeah, head? Yeah, I'm in? like, what's going on here? I know. It cuts off half the head. It's so weird. I didn't realize that. There, I'm good now. Okay. Maybe. I want you yeah. to. I want you to be happy with your lighting, with the framing. I know it's it's right? it's a lot. I'm trying to like. I know. Just, anyway. I I think your lighting's really good though. Is this like a window directly at you? What are we doing? The oh. window directly at me. Nice. I like that you don't have any crap go. in the it's background the best way though. To go. It is. What's the best that? Way. Well, because I want to do that. That was initially my thought, but then I have all this stuff in the background that I don't want people to see. Uh, so. I, I do the half window, so half my face is kind of whatever. Yeah. You know, a little bit of shadow. I know. Uh, I'm not doing a self-tape. This is just a chat, Stephen. It's fine. Okay. okay. So what are we chatting about? I Honestly, the fact that you wanted to come on this alone is worth a chat. But I... <laughs> like you know, I, I wanted I, to... I was going to say, like, I have anything better to do. I was going to ask you if nothing else going on. You're like, yeah, I guess I'll talk to Robin. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I wanted to chat with you because, uh, I don't know, you've been in the industry for a while. You got a pretty impressive IMDb page, my friend. And uh, you're, you're a pretty cool guy. So that's, that's why I brought you on. I'm happy to talk anytime. Um, yeah, I mean, I have been in the industry for, I guess, like, it's, it's, I was thinking about this the other day. It was, it's almost been like 20 years, actually, which is crazy. I think not quite 20 years, maybe 18, 19. But yeah, it's 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 pretty wild to think about that. How is can I I'm like actually going to interview you now because I'm curious how has the industry changed since when you started to now? Um, drastically. Uh, I think that like I I just I mean I remember when I started, uh, self tapes were done by VHS, you know. Like you would go into a studio and you would shoot on VHS. And if you wanted to do another take, you'd have to rewind. You'd have to like rewind the VCR tape and then like find exactly where that point was, especially if you're doing like a second scene, right? And so that took up a lot of time. And then you would take the VHS to your agent's office. Um, and then once you took it to your agent's office, they would to be like FedEx or Canada Post or whoever would come and pick it up at the end of the day and then send them out. And then they'd go wherever they were going and they might not get, you know, might not get there for like a day or two. And now, you know, casting can get that tape within minutes. Um, so, you know, like, so, so like the technical aspect of the industry has completely changed. Um, everything's way more instantaneous now obviously um everything else a lot of other things have changed in the industry too i was talking about this the other day with a client like break breakdowns um have changed 
uh, in the sense that, uh, I mean, you still get certain breakdowns that are maybe not the nicest to certain actors, but, you know, they're, they're, I, I remember seeing breakdowns for basically, you know, I'll, I'll never forget seeing the breakdown where it described this girl and it, it was like a teenage girl as so, uh, you know, this character is so ugly that she breaks a mirror. And so like, yeah, yeah. And so there was a lot of stuff like that, that, that went on in, in, in the industry. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, the whole industry has drastically changed in the last, I don't know, 18, 19, 20 years. That's, I'm picturing someone booking that role. I, is it go to the, oh my gosh, that, that's, that's a terrible. Yeah, well, I mean, imagine like the, how that, can just absolutely affect the young actor's confidence and just who they are in the world and, and everything else. Yeah, so a lot of that kind of stuff happened, not that it doesn't happen anymore, um, but yeah, the industry has changed a lot. Do you find it helpful for you? Like in a uh, sense of technology progressing? Oh, in uh, I mean, I think with technology, I think it's good. I think there's, there's pros and cons to it. I think it's, you know, it's not, I think with also technology and, you know, with social media and the way that everything has changed in in that regard, I think that we've become like a culture society that needs, again, like we want results right away. We want things right away. And because of that, I think it has interfered and killed a bit of the creativity um, actually within the industry and with, within actors. We feel this need to like figure things out right away to get that result right away, um, to basically provide what we think someone's looking for or not when we really have no idea. And I think a lot of the time they don't even know what, what they want. Um, and so that would be the con, you know, I think um, okay. to me, that's the biggest con of, of what technology has done to the industry. But I think it's also made it a lot more accessible for casting again to see way more people for a project. Um, mm -hmm. It gives a lot of actors maybe more opportunity than they would have in the past. And I think that's great. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, again, like with anything and with technology, there's, there's, gonna, there's always going to be pros and cons. That was a very politically correct answer. I like it. You're, you're getting graded. You're going to get a, a feedback sheet at the end. No, it was Should so I funny. I was when I was promoting our chat, I thought, oh, my gosh, if I can make Steven audition, that would be fun. I've never seen you audition. And I would just be so curious to see that. I don't know why. I mean, I've seen your reel. You're very good at what you do, you know, because you worry when you go to a teacher and you go, do they not know how to act? Is that why they're teaching? And you go, oh, no, he's pretty good. Oh, Cordion misses you. Hello. Oh, okay. man. I'm, I'm not ignoring the comments. Someone also commented. Uh, that they felt you with the VHS. That was the Woo Girl. She remembers that. So, yeah, yeah. those were wild days. Um, Cortian's doing well. I think he's somewhere shooting something in Halifax, cool. I think, which is awesome. Yeah. Because of you, right? You got to take no. all the credit. Okay, no. I'm joking. No, he's great. <laughs> I don't take any credit for that. <laughs> well, so you don't take any credit if someone does, let's say they, you work really hard on the self tape with them, you wouldn't take yeah. any credit? Like maybe a little? I think it's already there. I think a lot of the times it's like, for me, it's it's really about tweaking things, um, especially with established actors. It's really about tweaking the performances. I mean, they've, but like with, I mean, 
No, I don't think you can really take much credit. I mean, like sometimes, sure, you can help provide things, but I, I don't know. I don't think you can really take, no, you can't take credit for someone's performance. I mean, uh, people do. I was just curious if you did. Uh. No, I mean, I, I think that like definitely you can have an influence on actors and, and help them grow to, you know, what they are and what, and what they do. But I don't think that you can like take credit for what they're doing. Well, Corian says that you're easily the top five most influential people in his life. And that is facts. I was paraphrasing. And also Daniel Karp needs those glasses. So, yeah. Well, I paid Corian to comment. say that. You paid him. All right. You will receive your money post chat. You, you get that e-transfer. I've made that joke a couple of times now. Um, but no, I mean, I, yeah, I just, you can't take credit for like, for actors' careers and where they go. Again, like I understand that you have to, Again, as like even a teacher and coach in this business, you have to promote yourself, obviously. But like, you keep, I, I also think that like a, a lot of actors would have found their way, you know, with with someone else or another another way or another coach. So that's uh, I just boring. think you don't have enough self esteem. And I brought you on here. Let's boost you up. So we have everyone from your class is going to be coming on, selling you how awesome you are because right. you should you should own it more. I'll you, take that. Yeah, I'm going to fill up the, is it just Thursday night class that you're doing or is there another night? No, I do Thursday, I do a Wednesday class and a Sunday class. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, what's your favorite class? I was joking. Uh, but I mean, that's, that's a lot of classes. That's a lot of teaching. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I said of... it like a question. It's just a fact. That's a lot. Okay. Yeah. And then there's all the like, uh, all the other clients that are throughout the week, like time sensitive and audition prep and all of that. What's the fastest turnaround you've had? When someone says, you know, cause it's maybe even a day, has that ever been like, I need this in a couple hours? Uh, you mean for an audition? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I, I had an audition uh, once where uh, I remember my agent called me at the time. This was probably five, six years ago. And um, it was a project that was shooting already. And the and it was for a supporting role. And I guess the, the actor that they had cast, um, I don't know what happened if they dropped out or got fired or I, I have no idea what happened. But my agent called me and said, um, there's this role and um, casting wants you to tape for it. Uh, then can you get the tape in within like two to three hours? Uh, now that's very, very rare. That was the quickest turnaround I've ever had. So it was like a good five pages, I think, or four, it was like four or five pages, two scenes, I remember. Um, and I had to get that tape done. Yeah, and I got it done in like two to three hours. Uh, you know, I, I went to, uh, casting central booked a time got like in a half hour so I worked on it for like an hour drove over and just and just kind of laid it down um, and yeah I did not it I it and I ended up being the second choice I did not get it um, oh. yeah but but so sometimes like that that's the kind of stuff that can happen so again it's yeah. very rare right that 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 you're gonna get like a two three hour turnaround very very rare but it can happen how do you deal with that stress? If I got one, it's like, we need it very shortly. How do you not put that pressure on yourself to? 
I think it is pressure. Yeah, I think there is pressure. And I don't think there's anything wrong with pressure. Like I actually kind of like I like pressure to a degree. Um, I also sort of like mentally try to work on that aspect of the industry in my craft all the time and, and sort of like, how do you deal with pressure and work under pressure? But like, I sort of like, like I thrive off of that. I like that pressure. Um, oh, well, I have to make this higher stakes then. Let's like throw really bizarre questions. Okay. <laughs> well, I, can't, I can't remember. There's like this amazing quote. I can't remember what it is word for word, but it was from um, Billie Jean King. Do you know who she is? Tennis, tennis, really famous tennis player. I should. Um, yeah, like one of the best yes. women's, yeah. women's tennis players of all time. And she had like a quote that said, uh, pressure, pressure is a privilege, something along those lines. And I kind of like, I love thinking about it that way. And so I think it's just like a mind state that you just have to flip it and change it for yourself. Pressure is privilege. That's a really good quote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think like so many actors, they try to run away from that pressure. Whereas if you actually run towards it and embrace it, I think it kind of like can empower you in a way. Well, because there's always going to be pressure. So I guess the better you deal with it, the more prepared you're going to be on set or I guess in life in general, just get better. I don't know. I say it, but I don't know how to do it. <laughs> there's always going to be pre there's always pressure in life, you know, and like there's pressure in any industry. Um, I don't know, uh, unless you're like maybe a, a yoga teacher. No, like that's, there's pressure there too. There's pressure. Oh, you can find pressure. Yeah. If you give right. me a situation, I will tell you how there can be pressure. Exactly. So I think it's like actually wanting, accepting and uh, going towards it as opposed to running from it. That's how I look at it. Yeah. You're very, I feel like I'm like very wise words of wisdom. I know you're only a couple years older than me. So that's why it's funny. I'm like, oh, teach me everything you know. Is that weird when you coach someone that's older than you? Mm. I, I, for the longest time, I thought it was so weird when it was like someone, even someone around my age and I'm treating them. And I thought that was weird. I don't know why. Right. Yeah, no, not, not for me, not at all. I think like maybe the very first time I ever did, I would, it, it was, it was like that little thing in your head, right? Little, little bit of doubt in your head. And you're like, are they, you know, do they have that feeling about it? But for me, I got over that very quickly. And then it's never been, it's never been weird or like an issue for me. But I, I could see how some people might view it that way. That it, that it would be weird or I don't know, going to someone for advice that's younger, but I, I don't know. I don't see it that way. I think it's like anybody who's kind of, you know, good in their field, I'll take advice from them if I'm trying to pick up anything. I don't care how old they are. You, you just have this amazing confidence about you, like everything, even I remember when I, I first took a class and you, you, whatever you did the whole, cause the first class, you know, when you go in and this was back in the in-person days. And you just, here's a new bunch of people and they're there to learn. And you're like, I don't know what to, okay, let's see what happens. And you just have this confidence and everyone wants, it's not even, it's not a pressure per se, but you just bring a really cool vibe when you're teaching or coaching. And I, I think that's really, really awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like confidence is a weird thing. I guess I do have confidence about that because I know that like it is something where I'm like, I know I'm good at that. But there's other things in life where I'm like, ooh, uh, yeah, going into this situation or scenario where I'm not like as confident because maybe I don't feel as comfortable entering that environment or doing that or whatever. So I think that's also like very specific to where you are, what you're doing and your environment. Um, but with like 
but with yeah i like i i've seen a lot in like in this industry and been around it for a while not nearly as long as some others but I've, you know and i'm confident in what i can provide and, and what i do and so i think like that absolutely helps going into those kind of environments and starting to teach and everything what i apologize i was reacting to daniel's comment of you being a confident singer and mm -hmm. i should hear you sing I am a confident singer, but I'm tone deaf. So it makes it really- I, I assumed that was the- yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, like I'm I'm 100% tone deaf. Like I can't, I could not hit a note to like honest, honest to God save my life. But I, but I do like when I'm in my car, I'm flat, I'll, I'll flat out sing. Yeah. I was just picturing this really weird dark movie where someone has to sing to save their life. And then that's- how everyone who's tone deaf, no one survives. That's how you get rid of them. It's very dark. I yeah, I'd be dead really quickly in that. I, yeah, I, I got a workshop that idea. That was a... or I'd be the killer. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. you want to learn from the best, so get rid of the people that can't teach you. Ooh, this is my <laughs> this is why I have the chats. I really just like the idea that come from it. That got dark. I like it. Oh, it did. It did. Oh my god. It's called American Idol. That's funny. Oh my god. So Stephen, other questions? Um, or I mean, I guess, I don't know, phrase them as questions, but I'd love to get your insight on. I don't know, like in terms of auditioning, is there any advice you would give to people? Really open ended fun stuff? I feel like everyone needs, I, there's no, there's no amount of advice that seems to be enough when it comes to people wanting to get better at auditioning, right? And again, everyone has a different take on it, but I, I'm just, if you don't mind me picking your brain, if you could share a little wisdom. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, actually I was talking about this last night in, in class, but okay, okay. I feel that like so much because of again, like the auditioning process, and everything being so quick and us needing like instantaneous results that a lot of the creativity has sort of like left that process it right. used to be like and i guess you know that that was a difference too actually when you're asking like what's changed in the last 20 years within auditioning um you did used to have a little more time like it, mm. it used to be way more standard to get like 48 hours 48 hours something like actually a bunch of a lot of times too like 72 hours and so there would be more time for like it, you know investigating um the character and the show and all of that and not having to land so quickly on like what what am i going to do or figure out choices right away and so you had way more time to in a sense bring more creativity to the process and now with everything just being like hey we need it now this now now everybody self-tape quick mm -hmm. um i just feel like a lot of that has been lost and so often people are trying to and i mean i'm not the only person that says this i've heard this from tons of other actors acting coaches and teachers too but like talking about so often actors are trying to hit what they think casting directors producers are looking for and a lot of the times they're not sure they're open to whatever comes at them and mm -hmm. so wasting a lot of like energy and um time on on trying to figure out what the right way to do it is and the right thing and and, and trying to be perfect in that sense for sure and so i think yeah actors need to bring a, a lot of the creativity back to that to that process as well 
creativity and is it authenticity that you find is missing sometimes or okay i don't know i don't know that the word i don't know that like it's authenticity because i know that word gets thrown around i throw it around too um <laughs> I think some, like yeah. i'm just quoting you back to you and then you're changing your quote okay yeah so, sure sometimes yes it it can be that but i think it's more of this thing of like just trying to be right trying to like not you know in a sense like actors are just trying to not mess up as opposed yeah. to like actually offering what they want to bring to this role mm -hmm. yeah i almost feel like because a lot of people throw out the word you know bold choice that the bold choice is to kind of just don't think what casting wants and just do what you think or is that I don't know. I see I'm talking and then I see your face. You're like, no, Robin, that's not right. I'm like, is there a right though, Steven? Okay. No, I mean like that's like, like that, like the whole bold choice thing is something that like we could talk about for, you know, like a week um, about what that really is. I don't know is. how long, these lives only go for four hours. I can't. Four hours, oh my God. We're not talking for four hours. I did not pack a lunch. Um, I don't, yeah, that, I mean, again, we could get into the whole bold choice thing and, and talk about that forever, but um, what was the question about that again? Is it about that? Is that what oh you're Oh my gosh, me? I don't listen to myself talk. I was just saying, uh, <laughs> I think it was, we're trying to like compare the bold choices, like is the bold choice doing what you feel is just or, being you? I think, I, I think the bold choice is basically knowing what you have to offer putting that out there at 100% um, full commitment to, to whatever it is, as opposed to like, I just hate the thought of like, okay, I'm gonna make a bold choice. So the bold choice is everybody's gonna do this on this line, so I'm gonna whisper it. And then you got nine actors that are whispering this line. I, like, again, I know that's like very oversimplified and we could talk about that forever, but like, I don't know, that's such a like, that term and making strong choices and bold choices. It's like, well, everybody's doing that. No one's coming into an audition going, okay, I'm gonna make a really like simple choice. Gonna really I was just gonna say, what if I go choice. into an audition, I made no choices. Everyone else is making choices. It's a different take, right? Okay. Yeah, but that's a choice. <laughs> you're right, it's a choice to make no, oh, you're blowing my mind. This is what's <laughs> happening. So Stephen, I was reading, okay, your IMDb, have you looked at it recently? Because it's very impressive. I don't know if you, I feel like you don't even Google yourself. I Google my guests because I want to see what's out there. I've 100% Googled myself. I don't do it often, but I've Googled myself. There's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, there's weird stuff out there too. Oh yeah, there's some weird stuff. I'm like, this isn't from Steven, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you have fans, <laughs> you have fans, what can we say? Uh, but it's there, do you have a favorite project or is, is it kind of like you approach every project, like, cool? Like, favorite project I ever did? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, I think it was this movie that I did, it was a little while ago now. God, when was it? 2007. That's a long time ago. Uh, it was a movie called Growing Up, where I was the lead, um, and I got to go shoot that for like a month and a half out in New Brunswick with um, Rosanna Arquette and um wallace langham and rachel blanchard um john core yeah uh, where that was that was it was just like it was just the coolest experience that i kind of i mean i've had a lot of great things but that was something where like it was the first time that i was a lead in a feature film um and i got to really just 
I don't know, let free. I got along really well with the director, Michael Melsky, he's an East Coast filmmaker. Um, and so, I mean, like, yes, I've had other things that I've loved doing, but I think that as a whole and an experience was, was definitely my favorite project. That's awesome. Yeah. New Brunswick, I've never been there. I wanted to go, but that's it's, on the list. It's amazing, it's great. I love shoot, I've shot a lot, of, a lot out East for whatever reason, and I love it out there. I love it. It's, yeah, yeah. Freaking things. yeah that's really cool i want to i always do you find that you like your acting is the same when you travel because i feel like when i travel you know you go to a completely different environment you're like there's so much unknown i don't know if that affects you if you have to travel for a shoot or not no it doesn't affect like how i am on set i don't think at all um the the traveling of any of that i mean once you're on a set you're on a set and you kind of forget <laughs> you know, where, where you are. Um, I don't know, like a couple of years ago, I, I did that show Ransom and that shot out in, shot that in Budapest in Hungary. Whoa. Yeah, but it was supposed to, but it was like basically we were shooting in Budapest, but the story takes place in Hamilton, that episode. Um, but when you're on like farmland in Hungary, but it's supposed to be like, there's a weird thing with the consciousness and like, you're, like you don't realize, oh, I'm here, like, when you're in the scene and you're doing it, no, you're like, okay, there's no, it, you could be in Hamilton. So, no, I don't find that it like changes anything for me. Why were, was everything else shot in Hamilton? They just did one scene in Budapest? Okay. No, no, the whole series shot in Budapest, but it took place in like, it took place in Canada, essentially. Um, but, uh, well, actually it took place like all over the world. It was one of those series, but uh, that episode basically was supposed to be in, Hamilton, but no, they, they shot everything in, in Budapest. I think I find it so interesting because people go to Hamilton because it's lower budget, and yet you're going to Budapest to pretend to be in Hamilton. It's you very... go to Budapest to be even lower, lower budget. Is it? Yeah, I guess that makes. Yeah. Where do you go that's even cheaper than Budapest, or is Budapest the place for the cheapest filming? I think Romania. Ah, yeah, it's yeah. very scenic there. Yeah. So like a lot of the, a lot of that, a lot of stuff like that will shoot in Romania, like not a lot, but there, I've, yeah, I've never worked there, but I've seen that plenty of times on, on breakdowns. Do you have a destination where you're like, I really want, I wish I could film here. Mm, I think like New Zealand would be really cool. Ooh, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. New Zealand. Uh, I think would be really great to shoot. I've also like, I've been, I love, I have a lot of family in New York. I love New York, but I've never worked there. I would love to work in New York. I think that'd be really Would you cool. do, oh, wait, you have a, you did a theater show. Would you want to do theater or on camera there? Um, on camera. Okay. If I'm being perfectly honest. No, I was curious. Yeah. That's cool. So is it was there like a time when you realized you could act for a living? Because you've been at 18 plus years. I just I is what's the aha moment? Uh, yeah, I, I, I did. It was I think like, it was actually when I booked that film, that that movie uh, growing up. Uh, I, I think I was 21 at the time. And I was in, I was at Ryerson. I was going to Ryerson University. I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do there. So I was just taking random courses and I was technically in the, um, the criminal justice program just because I was like, oh, this is interesting, but I 
knew I never wanted anything to do with that as a profession. Um, but after my second year, it was that summer where like, I booked that film and I booked a recurring role on this other series and then I booked a guest star and I booked all of them within the span of like two weeks. And so then they were lined up one after each other. And so I dropped out of Ryerson and that's when I was like, okay, I can do this for a living. But then the industry had that moment of like, oh yeah, you'll see. Cause once I finished all of those, then I didn't work for like eight months. So then I was just sitting around auditioning and like sort of waiting. And I think like, you know, I mean, that's the thing about this industry. It's like, you think you've got a grasp on it or you think you figured it out or you think you're like, okay, now I'm on a roll. And then it's like, well, you'll see. Is there any, do you know any actor that consistently works? Yeah. Okay, like every, there, there's never a lull because I am yeah. impressed with that. I have a client, he's like, how old is he now? He's 16 years old and I think he works like 300 days a year. The math doesn't add up, but I accept it, okay. Yeah, pretty much works every day, yeah. Um, yeah. How, how do you work that often? Because I'm like, you're working like the fact that you're working more than auditioning is very impressive. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're like, you, so a, being a lead on a series that shoots for like, if you're a, a lead mm -hmm. on a series that shoots for like seven, eight months, yeah, and then you've got a couple like features that are lined up in the time that you're that not shooting that series. And then maybe there's like a bit of a hiatus and you got a lull of like a month and then you're back to the, ne the next season of that series. But like, if we're being honest, like that's the 1%, if that, that's 1% of actors. Would you discourage people from going into acting? No, I don't think you can like discourage anyone from going into any, any career if that's what they want to do. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, like actors have to realize what it, what this industry is, what it takes the amount of like work and dedication that you have to put in. I think there's a lot of actors that come into this industry and quickly realize what it does take to, you know, have longevity and they're not willing to then do that. And I would never, I would never like discourage anyone from doing anything really. I don't think that's like my place. I know there are people that do that and there are like acting coaches and teachers that, you know, in a sense, but I would never say that to anybody because I don't think that's like my right or my place. But I think that people do need to be aware of how hard it is. It's a really friggin' hard industry. Mm -hmm. And the hardest part about it in my mind is that so much of it is not based on talent, unfortunately, or, you know, a lot of it is then based on personal aspects of yourself, right. what you're like, what you look like, all of that kind of stuff. And that's like, that's the really, crummy crappy part of it in my opinion absolutely i mean i feel like every there's certain jobs that they kind of just don't say what actually matters to them but like with acting it's definitely a lot of how you appear i mean it, it makes sense right you have to look as i mean it makes sense but is it right i don't i don't know i don't know i mean like there's a lot of industries too where they just don't outright say that. Yeah, that's... Right? Like, they're saying, anybody, come apply for the job. But, but then you look at, like, 
in the applicants and you look at who they've chosen for an interview, it's just like with acting, it's a lot more on the surface. It's yeah. a lot less like of pretending that it's not, even though sometimes it is, sometimes it'll say like a breakdown will say, and I, I, I know of this, I've seen it I, countless times, breakdown will say like, all ethnicities are all this. And then it's like, but then you look at who they brought in for that role and it's like, no, it's no, it wasn't. So again, that's the really crappy part about this industry. Yeah. There's a lot of great things, but there's also a lot of things that are not so great. What's your favorite part about the industry? Mm. Ooh. I see. I hate when people ask me favorites. So if you're not comfortable answering, that's okay. Maybe like top. I don't. I think it's like the collabor. My favorite part about the industry isn't really industry. It's more about the work and like the collaboration of uh, on a project. When you're working on a project, you're clicking with that director, the other actors. That's my favorite part of the industry. That high of like working together, collaborating on something, and 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 making it. Um, I don't really have a lot of like favorite parts of like the industry industry i don't love that aspect of it um to be honest i don't really know many actors that that do um if that makes sense no it does make sense and you're right there is something to that collaborative nature and i oh, i'm excited to see you're also working with daniel i don't know if he's still watching but i'm excited that you're directing some i, I just I love, I get so excited personally when I see people, I'm like, I know all these people and they collaborated. This is going to be so great to watch. So I love when I know the people that are collaborating and you can always tell a project that there was issues with collaboration. So when you find people that you mesh with, it's, it's magical sometimes. Yeah, I am really excited about that. Daniel, and, um, uh, another guy wrote this really great script and asked me to direct it and we're shooting it in the fall. Um, it's a short um, and I'm, yeah, I'm really, really pumped for that. Um, it, it also helps you like, it really opens your eyes to that, to the other side of this business as, as, as well. Um, again, like that was something where it's like a short film. I can't remember how many, like we've like for this one role, like we put out a breakdown and like, I don't, I don't know, maybe Daniel correct me but i think it was something like we got like 150 to 200 submissions maybe like 200 submissions and so then we had to comb through i think like 50 self tapes you know or 60 self tapes and you know it really opens your eyes to like that part in the casting process and again like when you're seeing someone and you're like wow this person's right for the role or this person's not right but they're really good and there's something you know like about them um and so, yeah, that's a, I, like that part I, I do love. I love being, oh, my voice. I like being behind the camera sometimes because, again, what you said, when you see other people and they send you footage or self-tapes or whatnot, and you go, oh, I totally understand where casting's come. You don't know what you're looking for. But when you see it, you go, that's what I wanted. And it's, it's so weird. It, totally. And, like, look, the, the honest-to-God truth, too, is, like, there was some actors that I was watching their tapes and they were really, really great and, and really just fantastic performances. But like, they were not right for what we're looking for. They were not right for that. But again, like I rem I'd, I'd never met them before. I remember who they are. I'm going to remember them. I don't know, am I gonna direct something again? I hope so, maybe, maybe not. But like that's, but I, I'll remember who they are. Um, 
because they were fantastic. But again, like that's the reality of it too. There's nothing they could have done to get that role, to put themselves in that position or to be up for that role. They're just, they just weren't right for it because of a, a number of factors, right. right? But again, like that's the whole thing I think about auditioning too. Like had I been a casting director, I'm gonna notice their talents. I'm gonna remember that they're really great at strong actor and I'm gonna continuously bring them in. They're just not mm -hmm. right for that part. That's encouraging so, to hear though, right? I mean, good acting is remembered. It is a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But also like at the same time, like that's not everybody, right? Like that was only a few, like mm -hmm. very small percentage. Um, but yes. I want someone who auditioned to just ask for feedback for themselves tape now. It's so awkward. Um, what do, we, do, we, do we answer these questions? I was gonna ask, Cordion wants to know what kind of roles you're gravitating towards right now? Mm, well, I always like the darker stuff to be honest, but um, I saw his other question about like what I was watching right now. Um, oh Mayor, yes, yes, you can circle back, yes. Yeah, Mayor of Easttown was the best series that I, oh. I've personally seen in, in, a, in a long time. That I was revisiting Sharp Objects, the Amy Adams series. Um, that's the stuff that I, I, I sort of gravitate, gravitate towards. And what makes you gravitate towards it? I don't know. I guess I just have that like dark outlook. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's always... a, like, I, it's so funny because I don't think you're a dark guy, but I don't see like all I can picture for roles for you are dark roles, which is very weird. Yeah, I guess that's always been the stuff that I've, I've played a lot of that stuff. And then so I am always like interested in that. Um, I don't know why, like there's certain comedies that I can get into and like, but I don't like I've never watched a lot of comedy, to be honest. Like I don't like I can't watch. That's why you don't find me funny. My humor does not resonate. Like, no, but it's more like so for instance, I guess it's a dramedy, but that show on Netflix, Never Have I Ever with the girl from she's Canadian. Oh, yeah. I think she's from mm -hmm. Brampton, right? Um, like that, I loved the first season of that, right? So I'll watch that. Um, but, you know, a lot of like the other like long lasting sitcoms that have like nine seasons or something, I've just never, I just, I don't know. I'll watch episodes here and there. I'm very familiar with them, but I also just keep- Never inviting you to a comedy club. You'll just be that person who goes, yeah, okay, that was funny. Whatever. No, I love stand up comedy. Really? Yeah, but I don't, and I'll, I love going to comedy clubs and like, I love stand up comedy. Do you I, laugh? Do you have that loud laugh that's course. awkward in the audience? Okay. <laughs> yes. oh, like, Am I that person? No, I'm like, no, I don't think I'm that person. Well, but, I mean, uh, you have to ask yeah. other people because that person never knows if they're that person, right? Right. You could, you could be the awkward laugh person. No one wants to go to a comedy club with you because you're that guy. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, I'm definitely not that person, which is good. <laughs> so you like stand up, but you don't like watching comedies. This is interesting. Ooh, mm -hmm. Really peeling back some layers today. I What's the next is question? There, oh, I, again, this is, uh, whew, you, you really want like an interview. I was just like, try, you're hard to chat with. <laughs> okay, let's go through a list. Uh, so, okay, here's a question. Is there a future, any roles that you haven't tackled that you tackle? Like a dream role per se. Mm -hmm. Oh no, you paused. Did I, I guess I'll never know the answer. You're frozen, I'm frozen, someone's frozen. Am I back? Oh, you're back, hi. That was fun. Um, any dream roles? Yeah. 
I, I don't know who, but I would love to play, like, I'd love to do a biopic. <laughs> a bio? Like, like, so yeah, like playing, playing a real person. Um, and well, who would you play? Of, yeah, doing something like that. I don't, like, I haven't thought of who that would be or, or what, but I would love to do that. That's very cool. Maybe if they're, maybe with, maybe if they're, maybe Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel will get a biopic done of him and I can play Howie Mandel. So, okay, you'll do a comedy, but you won't watch it? Is that what's gonna happen? You'll... It's not like, see, it's not like comedy. I think it's really like, it's this sitcom that I don't love. Like, mm. I don't, I can't get invested in like the sitcoms right now that are on, you know, like, would I be in them? Absolutely. But like, I can't like sit down and get invested in a lot of those things. It's like, I'll watch an episode of like Modern Family or something here and there, but I can't get invested in it. That's Part all. of their plan. They just want the one-offs. They just need you to, no, it's a terrible plan. <laughs> I, I can see, okay, well, I'll reach out to Howie. We'll make it happen. And Perfect. I'll be like, Robin, um, who are you? Uh, that's, Actually, I don't think I get a response. Now I'm curious. Uh, would you be interested in Stephen Yaffe portraying you? I don't know. I can see it. Yeah. Is there, can I, can I ask if you don't mind? Uh, again, if this is too personal, that's totally fine. Um, but in terms of like, how, how are you finding like this? Because you have an, a new look per se. Mm -hmm. So how are you finding that change? Um, it's frustrating if I'm being honest, I think like, and again, that's a lot of the part of the business that is very frustrating and that it's, it's so much of it is based on, you know, what you look like. It's just, unfortunately it is what it is and it's based on that. And that's something that can be very frustrating when it's like, okay, this person looks like that. So this is all they can do and this is all they can play. And, um, and so it's like, it's very hard to sort of feel like you get to hit your range or show what you can always do because like the industry does have a lot of the times, you know, they do, they typecast you based on what you look like. Right. And they, you know, again, like, oh no, I'm going to bring this person in for this because that's what they look like. And I'm going to bring in this person for this because of what they look like. And I think like we all deal with that but I've definitely seen it to like an extreme. Um, and yeah, I mean, like it's, it's, it's frustrating to be honest, but I know that I'm not the only person that deals with that frustration. I think all actors do, but um, it's awful as an artist to feel like you're limited in what you can show or do based on something that you can't really like control. And that could be anything for anybody. Yeah. And so again, like to me, that goes back to the frustrating part of it all. I mean, is there any positive, like, are there roles that you can do now that you wouldn't have been considered for? Or? Sure. Um, there's a little bit of that, but I find that it's more, it's more the other way. So like, yeah, sometimes a little bit, but uh, I find that it's more, it, it, it is a little more restricting than it is opening up things in, in, in right. that, yeah, if I'm being honest. No, I appreciate the honesty. And I, I know it was even on your social media. And I just, I, I was so grateful that when people are like, I don't, I don't know, I'm very, I don't like to share my life on social media. <laughs> um, but like, when you when you open up and you share that, and then like, there's people that 
read or resonate with that. And I think it's just so important to put that out there and people know that they're not alone, right? And everyone else is experiencing that frustration. So you've been in the industry for so long. And even with your acting, it's it still comes down to certain things, which is, it's very frustrating. So mm -hmm. I was just, yeah, very impressed with your vulnerability. Thanks. Yeah, that was cool. To, you know, like I don't normally, I, I, I too am like pretty private, like about that. I actually don't even, I don't post much. I don't go on, I don't even go on social media that often. It's very rare. It's also why like, I was surprised you were going to do this. I'm like, does he know what Instagram is? You have a lot of followers, but I'm like, do you use it? Okay. I know what Instagram is. I know how to use it. I d I've never done a live. That's why I was Oh, like, okay. I mean, I you're doing I great. Okay. I know what it is, but I didn't know how the hell to do it. Um, but I think like that was one thing that was really cool. Like I did get a lot of like actually private messages from other people that have like actually been had had actually dealt with the exact same thing and just like never been open or really told anybody because afraid of like what that could mean for them in their career or, like the repercussions of that um and then like yeah some other messages from other people about just sort of stuff they went through and so like it was i didn't i don't know it was cool that that like that that resonated um i don't really think i was aware of like the impact that that would just have just kind of throwing that out there. But I, because to be quite honest, like I think when I originally did it, it was more like a selfish thing in the sense it was more like for me, it was to get a, like, it was to get that weight off my chest in a sense. And so if I'm being quite honest, I think originally that's what, <laughs> that's really. No, that's about. fair. I remember, look, I thought you were doing a role and I'm like, okay, whatever role he got, this is his thing. So mm -hmm. when, when I see that stuff, like, I'm like, oh, okay. It's, it's, it's a lot. Like, and I was very, it's a lot to handle, especially when you are. I, so I just, I commend you for, for sharing it. And I commend you for trying to figure out like now where you lie in the industry, right? It's a huge shift yeah. for you. So. I think yeah. that's a lot. And all the while, like, just being such a supportive coach and teacher for everyone else, too, when you're still trying to figure out your own stuff, it's, it's, it takes a toll. So mm -hmm. good on you. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. It wasn't easy, but I don't know. I think, like, at the end of the day, it's sort of like you do, you, you just kind of like, you just sort of got to deal with the cards you've been dealt in a sense. And, and I don't know, keep going, even though it's not easy. I don't know, that's how I've always looked at it. Yeah. But that, I mean, it comes back to, right, how you deal with, I think you kind of just deal with life head on, right? And that's, it's very, it's good. It's a good way to be. Yeah, again, like some days are obviously easier than others, right? Mm -hmm. And and like well, that. Like today is just delightful because we get to. <laughs> it is, no, it is like really nice, like chatting and just sort of like throwing that, those thoughts and, and things around. But I think like that, that's for anybody too. And sometimes it's like, it's so interesting because sometimes people like say to me like, oh, like what, you seem so put together and like, you've got all that figured out. And like, there's so many times and so many days where I'm too, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? You know? But it's because you have all this year of acting experience. So you just come off as having your stuff together. I guess. Or it's just like when you've seen it all, nothing surprises you anymore. <laughs> you know? That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Stephen, this is, I just appreciate you being willing to chat. And uh, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I, I, we might have missed a couple questions along the way, but I'm just like so grateful for your time and for you doing what you do and just, yeah, sharing some fun stories and 
words of wisdom. So thank you, Steven. Thank you. This is fun. If there's any final things you'd like to say, I don't want you to feel like I'm rushing you off, but. I don't think so, unless there's like a question that was asked. I don't remember. I don't know if you can go back and like see, but I, I, I can scroll. I think we hit every, there was some love sent. Got it. Oh, there was one we missed from Daniel um, regarding bold choices. But again, that was more of like an, a couple out, a couple days worth or a week you said. So yeah, you can, you can chat when you see him. I don't want him to feel like we missed his question, but I'm sure he's <laughs> fine. He's in. Okay. Okay. Cool. Good. But yes, thank you so much. All Steven. Right. Enjoy your weekend. And you, you did great. This is your first Instagram live. You're a pro. First Instagram live. Bring me, bring me back for our episode two. Yeah, you never forget your verse. So there you go. Feel honored. Right. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for watching.